How did we get off? Like, how did this happen? Are you talking about a male or female? Oh, what? Does it matter? Somebody did say to me once, though, you're just like a demon, we just can't call you one. <laughs> <laughs> Does it feel like we're just, like, stretching? To, like, like, looking for loopholes, in a sense. You get demoted, you work your way back up. <laughs> What do you get demoted to? <laughs> Janitor? To a <laughs> you're, a green, you're on the grading team. <laughs> okay, ladies and d- d- gentlemen, welcome back to Pewology. This is our show, Loopholes, correct? Yes. Is that yeah. right? Okay, I forget what show we're on. Yeah. We're on Loopholes, and because it's very tempting when talking about the issue of grace, specifically law and grace, to focus on the loophole that grace creates. And so if you've received your righteousness by the work of Christ, then the logical like the logical discussion around that reception at some point goes, well wait a minute, hold on. If God's done every I think grace is crazy. If God's done everything and I'm required to do nothing, then won't people just do nothing, right? Won't they just continue in in patterns of sin, which is the question that we're addressing on Wednesday nights as we study through the book of Romans. And so tonight we kind of laid out our case that in the old law dominion, it always led to sin. It was never a solution. And then the new grace dominion, it leads to freedom and to righteousness in the exploration of Christ's righteousness. So let's start there with that. Um, and let's start specifically on the question that Josh asked in the series, because I thought that was pretty insightful. And he said, well, how does that look? How does it look when you go, I've received the righteousness, but I'm going to live that now in grace, not in obedience to earn. I'm going to live it to gain my identity, not my future, right? So just your motive changes, basically, right? Your motive, your motive. But that's a big thing. I I, I don't think that's an easy thing for a lot of people. Do you think it's easy? The the, the motive change? Because think about it. If you've been captive your whole life. Under the law? Yeah, under under the law or under your own sinfulness. If you thought sin was leading to freedom, but it was actually leading to bondage, you just didn't realize it. And then all of a sudden Christ comes along with grace and frees you and you're like, I don't know how to live. It's like Shawshank. It's like, I've been in prison my whole life. I've become institutionalized in this prison. I don't know how to live free. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? I think you have to learn how to live free. Do you, does, do you, are you with me? Are you yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I can preach this whole thing again if you want me to. <laughs> no, <laughs> do it. <laughs> does that make sense? Like that complication of learning to live free? Because I think that's hard. I think I've heard from Catholics that um, grow up in Catholicism and that Catholic guilt, and then they come to um, to Christian church, and you hear them say it's it's different. I don't. I I feel like like a weight has been lifted. Like they don't have to do all those things that they they felt like they needed to do right in Catholicism, but it's still hard. They still carry some of that guilt when they mess up. Yeah. Um. So maybe something like that is an example. Yeah, I, well, God, there's so much running through my head about that. Because, <laughs> well, think about it. The whole Reformation begins because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got Calvin and Luther and all these guys. The whole Reformation begins out of the very thing you're talking about is that the Catholic Church 
met sin with works. Mm -hmm. So it was like, hey, I sinned, what do I do? Well, you have to perform all these penances. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's like, you got to do this, 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 pay us this, mm -hmm. by the way. So it was like a new law. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was also, Adding more like, law. there was money involved, there was all these things. You know, that's crazy. It was more controlling than anything. That's what it seemed like. Well, think about it. Because th they believed at their core that works would produce, that if they if they made the people burdened with works, mm -hmm. They would become more righteous. And was didn't they have that weird thing where people really were not allowed to read the Bible and stuff? Like they were just told what it was. Yeah, the Bible yeah. was not for the common man. Yeah, it was for the clergy. Yeah, and so and at, the, at that point they made Christ um, invaluable. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. As yeah. soon as you start, like you have to do all this thing for sinning, is absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it, and it's Christ. then you've got a real you got a real challenge mm -hmm. on your hands because you've got you know think about it you've. Are we saying that about Catholics? Today? You're supposed to believe in the no. church, right? You're supposed to believe in in your church and in your mm -hmm. where you're worshiping, and and they've set themselves up as authority, right? Because at the center of Catholicism is not just the Bible; it's the teaching of the church. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, hey, not, not just what the Bible says, but what what does church tradition say? Well, if we have to take that into account, then you then it's very manipulative. It's very controlling, and we don't want to get off on no, 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 and beat them up on this thing. Mm -hmm. but you know what I'm saying? That becomes a challenging deal. And I think some of that's been reformed even out of Catholicism, but it, that's part, part of the problem. I think what, the, the point that he brought up, I think that looks different for everybody. And I think that's what I've been saying for a little bit. I don't, I don't think it looks the same because everybody's going to, you know, navigate through that at their pace and at their maturity level for their faith. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to look exactly hundred percent the same for everybody, you know? And, and uh, I was thinking a lot also about, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, sinning on purpose or something like that right so when you're sinning whether you're planning it or it just happens you're still making a choice somewhat you know before you go through it well that so, plus the so, fact that you're, you're only considering the sin choice not the right sin burden not the, not the same, but i'm talking in that specific thing because we yeah. we tend to think that well I'm, I'm not sinning on purpose you know what i mean it's just like remember i said like an oops sin yeah. last week and i yeah. couldn't explain it well <laughs> well that's what i mean like even the oops sin, like you're making a choice so it's still you're still willingly sinning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't want to call it that you're willingly sinning because you didn't plan it, but you're still making a choice. So you're still indirectly willingly sinning. Yeah, I don't know if anybody that like just like oops oops is their way into adultery, right? No. Like No, but <laughs> ask most guys. I don't know how it happened. Yeah, we say that. Yeah, we yeah. say it. But it starts but with like I don't think anybody... a phone number and then you're calling and then you're like going But it's out not like they open their eyes and it's like, hey, you're not my wife. Hey, no, <laughs> but, no, no, never. How did, how did you get here? <laughs> yeah, so that's why I'm like, I, it's just weird to me, the whole, that whole thing. So, okay, so let's explore that a little bit, right? So, because I think that's where, I think that's the logical question that the Roman church brings to Paul and that the typical synagogue brings to Paul when he brings his articulation of the gospel, which is, okay, well, won't, won't people just keep sinning then? Won't they just, in that just going to promote more sin? Won't sin people sin more if, if that's the case? And so then we get into that next discussion, which is, okay, well, how do we decide this, right? What is, because in the Old Testament, there is a description of, um, there's a description of sin and willful sin, right? There, there is, to, to, to Mike's point a couple weeks ago, there is a difference. There is a, a Old Testament law difference between sin 
and willful sin, right? Uh, Numbers 15, I think, brings all that up and lays out the case that if, you know, there's this guy who goes out and collects wood on the Sabbath, right? Mm -hmm. It's a willful, he knows the Sabbath law, he does it anyways, and he's stoned to death. (laughs) You're going to die. Okay, so think about the whole thing about sin, right? Because we're always talking about uh, how when we're sinning, I don't let. Can anybody say like when you're when somebody's committing a sin, their purpose for that sin is to offend God or to hurt His feelings? I don't think anybody's really thinking like, "I'm gonna get you right now. I'm gonna go and commit this sin." I think I've done that. Yeah, like I, I think I. Well, I think I've sinned knowingly, and at the same time, know, knowing this yeah. is breaking the heart of God. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not like you're doing it on purpose to break His heart. Like the motive, your motive is not to hurt Him. Is it? I don't know. That's an interesting question because if you know it is, does that include part of your motive? I mean, obviously my motive was probably like personal fulfillment in the moment. I mean, that's all sin is like temporary fulfillment in the moment. I'll give you an example. So like my son, like Sean, and he's great. He hasn't done anything, right? But like, if he does something, it's great. He hasn't done anything that I that I know. Good luck. Yes, he has. <laughs> yeah, or that I know. Right? No, but it's funny because we talk about obedience, right? Like, right. and that love is also discipline, right. right? So my relationship with my younger kids, it's a lot of discipline and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Sean is twenty years old. Yeah. I can't discipline him, right? Right. So if he goes tomorrow and does something absolutely awful, that's against what I've taught him. I don't think he's doing it to piss me off. In some cases, it happens, but I don't think he's doing it like that. And at that point, at that point that he does that. I don't agree with what he did. I'll probably take him to the community service, but I still love him. And I'm not going to be like, you're banned because you did whatever it was. No, I agree with that point. So that's the funny part, like, that I'm I'm having a hard time grasping, like, you, you, you know what I mean? Like, the whole, I don't know how to explain it. No, I think that's a fair point. I mean, do you agree with that? I'm sponging right now, honestly. I'm just kind of don't don't ask me questions. Don't ask me questions. I, seriously, I'm, I don't James, even know what to, to say yet. <laughs> I don't even know what to say yet. I think when with like willful sin, you know, if I'm like, like I remember, you know, I'm gonna do something to show you, you know. So actually, in a in a sense, I think I'm punishing you, and I'm actually punishing myself. Okay. You know, so I think there is an aspect of the of the motive behind it that I'm gonna actually act out on this because I'm gonna show you that I can do whatever I want. Right. So you are trying to hurt the person you're trying to sin against. Yeah, but that's towards God or towards I, God. Yeah, I think even towards God. I can remember a time in my life where, you know, I knew the way I was living was wrong, but yet I'm going to do it anyways because, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and we we spent some time talking about that. Well, that's an interesting point too, and I didn't actually plan this. Like, just so that we know, just because we. This is interesting because we're following up on a, on a discussion from last week where we, we brought up the issue of addiction. And I didn't – James came up tonight and he's like, hey, what are you doing? Well, I was like, I think we have an extra spot in the podcast. You want to be in the podcast? He's like, sure, okay. Um, but yeah, when you're – I think there is an element, right? I, I don't know. I don't want to say that without like thinking that through. But I think there is an element that when you know that what you're doing – deeply that it offends the heart of god that it's against god's precepts or his commands i think there's an 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 issue of like responsibility i don't know if that means you were solely trying to hurt god's heart but i think if you know it that's response there's a level level of responsibility comes that right because if you if you like if you okay so let me think so like right in our laws right in our human laws our civil laws if you are the bank you're the driveway you're the the driver, the getaway driver, and a bank robbery, 
and you go and they shoot a teller and kill somebody and you know you come out and drive away the law holds you responsible to capital murder they say look you should have known and foreknown that this was a possibility absolutely and there's no denying that like that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is if, if he goes and does something against what i've taught him and my expectations that does not take away my love for him Fair enough. You know what I mean? Like, I'll still take him, like I said, to I'll go visit him in prison and be like, you stupid. <laughs> but like, to the point that I'm like, wow, this guy's like written this dude off the jail. But to the point that I'm going to be like, hey, I'm going to take my love from you. And, you, you know, we're like exiled from each other. Like, that would never happen. Now, what about the point where, uh, where God just kind of, is there a point where ever like God gets fed up with a Christian and he's just like snuffs him out? What do you mean? Like, say it one more time. <laughs> no, people like, out. No, 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 I'm saying like, like, what are you talking about, Anthony? No, no, no. He's saying like, like in continual sin like that, and there's a Christian that's doing that. And does God just go, all right, this is a worthless Christian. I need to get them out of here. Like, I, I've been taught that. I think like, that for the, example, what, what's the what, in the the early church? The the two people who held back, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, tithes and uh, offerings. Nice. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Is it what? What is it? An X. Is it Ananias and Sapphira? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And. Uh, Right? Yeah, and they dropped dead right there in the church. And Peter's like, did, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, I know that, but I'm saying, like, is that the right name? Oh, is it Ananias and Sapphira? I'm pretty like, sure it is. I thought those who who are the people that started the church then with Paul? Who are those people? It wasn't Paul. It was Peter. Are you thinking Aquila and Priscilla? Oh, that's right, Aquila and yeah. Priscilla. Sorry, Ananias and Sapphira. Yeah. Ananias and Sapphira's right. You're you're good. Okay. You're on track. Sorry. So is that a question of were they believers in the first place, or yeah, that's, that's kind or of they what were I've been be- or they were believers, and then yeah. like God was like, eh, eh, you're out. Yeah, is there is there a point where God's just kind of like, okay, I'm done with this child. Like I've I've been trying to get him to turn right. You say and, you believe, but you don't really show it. Well, I, and that might be a further que- away from what we're talking about. But it's no, kinda, I think that's, that's a, why I'm sponging. I you think know, that's, that's what fair. I've been I've been thinking about. I it. think that's a fair question on this particular issue because let's think that through for a second, right? So let's pretend. Do you believe that there are people out there? who have had a legitimate conversion, faith, justifying experience with Christ, and then up and decided, I do not... I, I, what, what do you want to say? Like they still believe, but they act, just, just disobey, or they don't believe and they disobey? Which which one do you want to go with? I mean, I've seen both. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have friends from college, how would we know? Bible college, you know, how would we know professing? And then all of a sudden they're just like, I'm dropping this. I'm done. And uh, I'm living how I want. Yeah. But I, I guess the question of that I, I would have is how do we know where they really stood? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not saying they did. Right. I'm just saying, and that's the no question that I've had about that. this whole, this whole that, right? Romans talk that we've had right. is what do we do about people who are like that who have you know in a, in a sense like what mike's been saying you know live in continual sin yeah you know well what's, okay what's so the status let's there? talk that through because that's heavy i mean yeah i know and that, that's heavy. that's been bothering me okay about so how do we know I, they identify with christ well that's a better way to i think that's a legit question let's so let's start with the big picture and think it through and let's approach this with some sense of humility i promise that i will approach it with as much humility as i can muster I'm totally full of pride. Sure. Okay, so <laughs> totally here we go. I just am. I want to confess it right now. All right, so I, I think the question assumes something that worries me. Okay. 
it assumes that that people are it, it still assumes a workspace thought right mm-hmm. that somehow there's enough work that you do that validates your grace mm-hmm. right yeah so the, that so because it immediately brings us to this place where we go okay well if this person does this or this or this long enough then they'll be out or what does that mean for them and all that question mm-hmm. and i think it assumes something that worries me which is all of us are going to die with the presence of sin in us that's what right. paul says do you think anybody changes once they come to christ yes i think that's what or do they stay the same no i think that's what paul's saying i i, I but i'm concerned that what he's saying is so i think i think the way i would respond to that is to say That's a such a tough question. Okay, so think about it this way, right? So if you're a if you're a good moral Jew, like like Paul's really addressing like Hebrews, right? If you're a good moral Jew, you're already following the laws and following the Sabbath and doing all the moral stuff. Like, what would be the visible fruit if you're already highly moral? They're basically repenting not of their of their sins in the fact that they're like their sins the way we think of sin. They're repenting from the concept that their goodness was enough. Do you see what I'm saying? When, when, when so like the prophet says, your 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 righteousness is like filthy rags. They're repenting of their righteousness. Do you see what I'm saying? So they're saying like, Lord, my goodness is not enough. Yeah. So like what would for, be- For justification. Yeah. So no, but what would be their visible sign? Like if you're already following the law, if you're the, the rich young ruler, right. what would be the visible sign? For someone who's under the law? Who's been under, been the, under law. the law. So the rich young ruler saying, I followed all the Ten Commandments. Yeah, but he didn't. Yeah, but that's my, that's my whole point. Like, think about what Jesus is saying. If we, if we followed that logic, then we would understand Jesus to be saying, you have to go sell all your possessions. But he's not saying that. Everybody knows he's not saying that. He's saying, you can't do the law. You think you can, but you're pretty good. So what would be the visible sign of the difference in him. Of a believer? None. Of a believer, yeah. There's none. There's, none. There's no visible sign of a new believer? No, for, from a highly moral... Okay, so let me give We're you... talking about the Hebrews. So let me give you... Yeah, he's saying let me give a you highly moral let, person. Let, let, let me, let, let's put it into modern day perspective. What is the visible difference between you or me and a highly moral Mormon? Is it, oh, Bumper you mean like, what, like as far as our works are concerned? Yeah, what would be the visible difference? Uh, visibly, none. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's what you mean. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying, what, saying there's no what how would you tell it? They're more those Mormons are, look, I got friends listening to this project, <laughs> but those Mormons are more moral than us sometimes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. I don't condemn Mormons. You condemn Mormons? I can cond- I mean the polygamy thing's a little messed up. <laughs> the polygamy thing. <laughs> well, they're not I mean they on. believe in Christ. I mean oh, no. God. Let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. So the priests that were talking to me the other day. No. <laughs> oh, no, no, but not, and, 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 again, and that's the thing. Right not away, the same Jesus. Are, are, not the same Jesus. We, yeah, they believe and they're getting a planet. Too, are, are, aren't we imme- getting a planet? So we're immediately judging them on what they think now instead of what they do. Their theology. But that's wrong. the whole point, right? Paul's. That's what Paul's saying. That's just because they get another planet. Oh, so. But that's what they're not. They're not. But that's Christian. what Jesus is saying to the rich young ruler. That's what Paul's saying to these moral. Are they Jews. getting another planet? No, he's saying, he's saying, there's not good. They're literally saying we are moral. And, and Jesus is like, some of them are, some not of them enough. 
That's not enough. No. Right, right. As far as justification, yeah, we understand that. But, but, but even but think about it. So we keep parsing the idea of justification, sanctification, and glorification, but they're all the work. Sanctification is just justification unfolding in time. Mm-hmm. It's just unfolding in our time, but it's happening in eternity. It's happened in real time. Well, yeah, and guys, I need to do Yes. Right, right, so, right. like, it's already happened. So, the idea that there's this, like, very visible thing it is true to some extent, right? So, my answer to that question would be, yes, I think there is, in many circumstances, a legit change that takes place in the life of a believer who's coming out of the bondage of sin and works, right? Of sin and... And the idea oh, of from anything from the law, from yeah, and I think there is to matter. some extent, okay. right? But sometimes that's very difficult to determine, you know. And so, for instance, like I would, I would say anyone in a works-based faith, I, I think, I think I'm in safe ground here, and I would say I think Paul's questioning that as faith. That's what he's saying in the book of Hebrews. They want to go back to works. He's like, you want to go back. There's no, there's no forgiveness going back. There's just none there. And that's not real faith. It's not real faith. Faith is you got to have faith that you are righteous in me. Okay, let me, I got a question. Okay. Like in the book of Hebrews, right. it actually says what the new covenant is, right? Yes. That he will write his laws on our minds yes. and on our hearts. Yes. So, I mean, is he doing that and, he, and his spirit is going to live inside of us? Is he doing that just so we don't follow the law all over again and we're a bunch of broken people, we can't do nothing? I mean, is, I, I is think, that really the point? I, but I think you have to ask what law. Yeah. It's not the Old Testament law. Of course not. It's not, it's not the sacrificial system. Right. <laughs> it's know? love. Right. But in that, you can't, you can't untie works with law. I mean, I'm sorry, works with love. Those are those are almost synonymous. Like you got, I mean, it's not just hugs and kisses. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I think it's I think it's dangerous because think about it. Jesus is constantly getting accused of breaking the Old Testament law. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, but for us to love, right? To right. truly love, right. we will be following laws, wouldn't we? Wouldn't we be acting out what God is doing within us? I don't. No, I don't think so. Because think about it. He that, puts not the Old Testament in the law. Well, okay, let's that, that would mean let's no. Sa- that mean we, we no, no, no. We, let, let's we think about like, like the Ten Commandments or something like that. Let's 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 take so that. the nature of God, like the, right, the nature. Right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I agree. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So, so those are the kind of things. I'd that we actually see. go back to Romans one. I think that's a, a better example, right? Where he's talking to the Gentile world and he's saying, "You haven't received the Mosaic laws, but you know the the, the law of your conscience. You know the law from the, the Gentiles. Fin- the, yeah, the fingerprint of God that remains on your soul in creation. Right. That law, yeah. and and that law is. I think everybody. Agrees. That's why I think even people that aren't Christians go. If you tell them like Jesus' only command, his only law is love, you go, they go, oh, okay, well, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I love my kids. I love right, my I love because everybody thinks, well, that's that's on my heart already. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, that's easy. But you start going, hey, let's talk about loving your enemies. Or if you start talking about, let's start talking about like, well, you know, a For thousand goodness. of the things that Christians hold up as laws, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Whether that's uh, you know our mouths, our thinking, our you know, everything, you know, relationships, everything. It, then it's like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And that's where we get bogged down. But to, to, to go back, I, I think this is an, a really interesting point, which is I think what, what Paul is saying is you, you've been given the righteousness 
of Christ. It's come. It's the fulfillment of the law. It's in Christ fulfilled the law. It's been given to you. Mm-hmm. So we're not fulfilling the law. It's already fulfilled. We're learning to live in that new identity. It That's produces what, something. A new identity. Right. Right. Yes. I, I, to me, I, when you say identity, to me, that's just uh, that's fruits. Yeah, but here's the here's the thing that I'm challenging you on, and th- that I think that I hear a lot. The difference is, and this is what you kind of just brought up, which is the second you start talking about, well, if you don't have fruit, you're out. It's workspace again, right? Because then it's I'm fighting for my future, not for my identity. Well, what if what if it's something that is being produced from that grace and that faith versus like you just finished saying, it's not the the, the way you're looking at it. You're not trying to do work so you can be saved, but because you've been converted and you received this grace, now that produces something in you. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I agree that it does. Well, I don't want to do all the talking. You agree to that? I don't know. <laughs> that, that, <that's>, dude, <laughs> what do you think? Well, yeah. I agree with it because it also talks about, you know, that it's I that no longer live, that, that Christ who lives in me. So it's really not my fruits that are being brought out, like you said, the identity, mm-hmm. my identity now is in Christ, and that's who is what's being produced in me. It's right. not my own identity. And I think that's where we get kind of wrapped up in this thing of like, oh, well, um, I should be producing stuff. But again, it's not me producing the fruits in my life. It's Christ producing the fruits in my life. So let's... Uh, so let's is it wrong for us to think that, though, sometimes? To be like, well, you know what? I, I do want to do this. Don't you think that's... No. Not- I think we should want. In fact, I think that's what Paul's actually saying. We should. If I had to put it into words, what I think Paul's saying, in my opinion, this is completely my opinion, and it goes beyond, it's reading into the context of the scripture. So I'm admitting that right up front. But I think what Paul's really saying in his argument is um, because of grace, you are now free to be obedient. You should want to. You're free to be obedient, right? Before you were in bondage Mm -hmm. to sin. Now you're free to be obedient. But with that, we get to seven and he says, oh, by the way, even though you're free to be obedient, your old nature still remains and you won't. You won't be completely obedient. You won't be completely. I struggle with that one. But think about what he says. He says, the, the good I want to do, I can't do it. Yeah, but and the evil I don't want to do, I do. Right. This is Paul. Yeah, but he's saying that being under the law. Like I, I believe he's giving a description or a contrast between what it means to be under the new covenant and the old covenant. No, he's not. Yes, he he's, is. He's, I mean, he mentions the law like five times in chapter seven. He absolutely mentions the law, but his description of what he he's currently doing is not. He's not under the law. He's under grace. Crazy. But he's he's using the, the well. Obviously, he is now. But he's preaching to those who. Are, he even says it in the beginning of seven. I speak to those who know the law. Yes. And he's explaining, this is what happens, and, and it's exactly what you've been saying, the evangelical system, like what, what we're trying to communicate to those who are under the law is that you can't, even me, I've tried and I can't. That's what he was trying to explain in chapter 7. That's what I get from that. And in yeah, chapter- but he, but he's, what he's not saying is, now that I've got the Spirit, I can. He's saying, now that I have the Spirit. You don't think the Spirit empowers us a little different than being under the law? Absolutely. But listen to what he's think, and I tell you the reason why you can't go there. I tell you the reason why it's it's totally true is the last verse, because yeah. he says the sin in me is doing it. Right. So he's saying, you think he's talking present? The spirit, yeah, because he says yeah. the spirit in me produces goodness. That's what it's. But the like. sin yeah. in me continues to be broken. He says it's the sin that does it. Right. He says the law, the law of sin. No, he says the he's think about what he's saying. He's saying which one are you talking about? Let's say, let's get it because the, you know when you it. start doing that stuff, uh, yeah, you, you sound like you're dancing. Uh, oh, man. Hold on, uh, you start doing your dancing. 
Uh, what is it? Romans. Uh, Romans seven. Uh, Romans seven. Towards the end, the last, the last verse. Uh, it's like the last three verses. But look at it. He says, "It's powerful." But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. So look at look at what he's saying in. Uh, look what he's saying in. Okay, so I find this law at work with me, 21. Uh, although I want to do good, I, this is at work within him. This is present. He's, he, he's saying, he's speaking to those who, are, who know the law. Yeah, but he's not and, saying, I'm he, going back. He's saying, I'm present, right? He's yeah, saying, but he, he's talking about the law, being under the law. He's not saying being under grace. No, that's yes. a- absolutely not true. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? He, he's saying, think about what he's saying. Uh, what shall we say then? Is the law sinful? Right, right? talk about the law again. That, it, absolutely, he brings up the concept of law. But think about what he's saying. He's saying to them now. So, so Think about this. Look at verse 12. So then the law oh, is back. holy and the commandment is holy, right. righteous and good. Yeah. Did that which is good then become death to me? Think about what he's saying. Now to me. Now. Think the law that was death, did that become, you know, uh, the law that was good, did that become death to me? That's now. And then he says, we know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual. We know the law is spiritual, but I'm unspiritual. And and what does he mean by I am unspiritual? Then look at verse 21. So I find my swallow at work with me. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. In the law. Yes. He's he's saying he's under the law. He's explaining to those who are under the law. This is the no. battle he dealt with no. under the law. No, no, he's saying no. Look, no. but I, I see, that, but I oh, see no. the law really? in my I read mind making me a prisoner. Of the law of sin at work within right. me, what a wretched man I am. Not was, am. am. And then he says, who would deliver me from this body of death? Right. The body who would deliver of death. In, Jesus Christ. In, in glorification. Oh, so you think this is afterwards? Yeah. Who would deliver me from the body of death? Yeah. The body remains. It's still full of death. But he go, It's I'm, dying. Look what he says right in the next verse in chapter 8. There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but yes. after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law Absolutely. of sin and death. The, the law of sin I and agree. death that he just said. But what you're missing is this isn't happening like... He was dead. Now he's alive. He's saying, sin is in me, and the Spirit is in me. Well, check this one out. He says, for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, because he just finished talking about the law. Right. Right. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condensed it in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk, not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So you see how he's now in the spirit, not under the law, in the flesh? No, that's right. Think about it. By grace. You agree? <laughs> no, but by yeah, grace, right. yeah. we are given his righteousness, his spirit dwells within us, and we are secured our assurance with him. But sin still remains. It's we're, in the body. He says, I've been walked, free from the law of sin, well, we live in spiritually, the body, spiritually, but not physically. Not physically. Oh, man. Not physically. Dude, dude you're always going to be sinning. Like, yeah, you can't, yeah. you can't that, that stop would, it. That would uh, mean sin would stop. So, uh, so basically what you're saying is after grace, we still basically in the same boat. No. It changes. No. The, the big change is this, right? Is what he's saying is the big change is that before 
you were under the law seeking righteousness. Right. Now you've been given righteousness, mm-hmm. and the law now is a thing that you love because it produces freedom. It is the freedom of God. You want to the follow obedience. in obedience because you have the nature of God in you. But you have two competing natures. You have the that's why he says you have a sinful nature and you have the nature of God. You have the spiritual nature. This is I mean, that that is like I'm not going out on a limb here. That is pretty much like down the road. You know, I I know of no commentators who would really adjust too much from that, that that there's a competing battle taking place in the life of the Christian. He's been saying for four chapters, you got the this domain and this domain. What what I'm trying to say is that, you know, it's different now. I don't think it's the, the complete same it was under the law. I believe now that we're under the new covenant, which is founded on much better promises. Yes. That now God is living within us, that his laws are written in our minds and our hearts, that we live differently now. I don't disagree. You know, and now we serve him naturally. It's, it's like, to me, what I'm trying to say is it's a lot easier than it was before. Well, think about this for a second. Because right? the spirit now lives in us, and now he's like basically doing it all. You know what I mean? I don't disagree with that. In fact, what you just said, I almost agree with everything, right? So think about this for a second. <laughs> this before, is a little bit, almost everything. <laughs> before, think about this, before Christ, Yeah. all right, before you met Christ, Yeah. you were spiritually dead, right. physically dead alive mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. after you met christ you are now spiritually alive and still physically dying mm-hmm. that's the deal and so there's this competing battle that's t- taking place in you right so the spirit is completely free and completely righteous and completely governed by god and wants to do the things of god but the old nature is still being killed off and won't be fully killed off until glorification. Won't be killed off till we're removed from this body. That's the deal. And so there's this battle that's way. That's why he can say in one chapter, sure, should we keep on sinning? Heck no. But I keep on wanting to do the right things. And I can't yeah, do them. Think about it. For the history, for the history of Christianity, for as long as all this thing has been happening, mm-hmm. don't you find it out that not one person has not been able to achieve that and not sin? What do you mean? If, if I'm, I'm not saying that if we're, we're going to be, I'm not saying that we're going to be perfect. That's no, not what I'm saying. But it's a battle. We yeah, both. I, but, I, I think what, you agree. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think I think we're closer than you think. Yeah. You're. I think your concern is their concern. Your concern is like, hey, if we embrace this whole thing, then I think it could produce licentiousness. It could produce a sense of license to sin. Oh yeah, no, 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 yeah, I'm but, t- totally. Against. But I think that that's not. Is that what, what you Paul think, though? Like, if you teach grace, you think that's something that's possible mm. that people would think would think that. I that think that it's like a t- that could be taken wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, and I think that's what their worry was. And Paul's like, "Duh, uh, you taught the law, and that produced bondage. So grace produces." obedience. And when it's taught right, it produces obedience. I mean, it'll produce people wanting to love God, fall in love with God, follow His ways. But that happens over time, that happens in seasons, that happens on a different schedule for everybody, that happens in this life, and sin remains in this life. And sin will have to be removed from us as a part of the glorification process. And that it doesn't even come close. Like, I don't want to throw a monkey wrench in this thing. That only addresses the choices. That doesn't address the condition. It doesn't address the sin conditions. That's the bad part, is that we're still going to be, we still have the results of sin in us until death. 
And I think, too, with a lot of times people are taught not enough about grace, and they come into a church, they get saved, and they believe that because they're, they're saved now, that all this sin is going to automatically stop in yep. their life, they're going to be set free from it, and when it doesn't happen right away, there's no instantaneous change, they get disheartened because they're not really taught grace, and they leave the church again. Absolutely. You know, and I see it time and time again because because people are 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 been taught. Oh, you know, you come to Christ, you're going to be set free. You're not going to sin. You're going to change your ways, and it doesn't happen. And it's like, well, what's the the difference? Uh, uh, so I was on the phone today with. Well, there is a conversion, right? Like there is an old man and a new man. The, the, yeah, could, right. So, that there's so, so what Paul's saying okay. is, before you were spiritually dead, you couldn't be obedient. Right. You not in know. the not from the heart. You could only be obedient unto your own self-righteousness, right? You couldn't be obedient unto God out of response to righteousness. And so I agree with you. There is a change. I just think the change is harder than we think it is to identify because typically we think yeah. of it in choice. Yeah. So we think of it as a outward expression deal. And I'm like, dude, there's a bunch of moral Mormons out there that I'm not sure – there. Guys, I want the moment. I do. I do. <laughs> no, it's workspace. It's completely right. workspace. They're nice. It's completely yeah. workspace. They don't. They, they nice have Jews, that's a whole thing. But so they're they, like sacrificing animals or something like that. No uh, circumcision. They they believe in works, so they believe you have to earn your way. You know what I'm saying? That, that's all. Look. I got the same problem. <laughs> I don't want to offend everybody in this podcast today. I'm Do it. Offending everybody. Why are you looking Do at me? It. But I, have a, I have the same problem with old school Catholics. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just do. I think anything works-based is not the gospel. And so I think that's what Paul's constantly confronting in the New Testament is this these works-based thinking and not grace-based thinking. Now, look, I'll let God decide who's in and out, but, you know, that's just what I'm... You know, See, that's a, that's my question is I, I hate not knowing who's in and out. <laughs> you know, I want to know. I need to know. Like, I got friends who, you know, they've given up the faith and they're living for themselves. And I am seriously concerned about their eternal well-being. You know what I mean? Like that that's the question that I have. That's that's what I was asking earlier. Okay, that's a uh, yeah, that's a that's is, a you know, I have friends, you know, I have a youth pastor who was a mentor to me. He left the church, became a Buddhist of all things, and went nuts. I don't know what happened to the guy. Uh to this day, he's still insane. Yeah. And, you know, I don't well, let's, so let's, let's, a lot of deception out there let's, but let's yeah. go through well, this. No, let's was, go through this slowly. Guy. And this is where I would say we have to be cautious, right? Because the, the condition, Paul's saying the condition of sin remains, the results of sin remain, right? right? Yeah. So there are going to be people in this life, like I got, a, I got somebody in my life that has um, schizophrenia and that there are moments in his life where he wants to do right and love God and his kid and the whole deal. And there are moments in his life when he is make me want to cuss crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, he is just off the rails, right? It, but it's uh, the results of sin. It's not like he woke, he wakes up one morning and goes, I'm going to go out there and really screw this whole thing up today. Like I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to like beat my kid. I'm going to like attack a police officer. I'm going to... Yeah. He doesn't do that. I just don't. I don't think you have to be schizophrenic for that. I there's normal people. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like there's normal people that walk out and make a mess out of their life, and they're Christians, and it's like, how the hell? Did they do that? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. happens. Yeah. Any such thing as a fake Christian? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, oh, absolutely. Got to be. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, do we, How do you I, identify I, that? I, I'm not I, sure because I, I think Arnold most Christians. Of Mormons are, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I call them carnal Christians. They believe in the God in their head, but they don't believe in their heart. You know. And the second that something happens to them, they stop believing. Yeah. Well, so think about what I, I read some passages tonight that I thought are powerful. Right, the idea that Jesus is the culmination of our righteousness. Roman, uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 4. Jesus is the culmination of our righteousness. And, but it's, but it clearly says, for those who believe, right? So righteousness is imputed for those who believe. How much belief? Well, I, look, we gotta let, we're gonna have to leave that up to God at some, some level because, but I think that he, he does go and explain that. And, and 10, he specifically says, you know, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, mm-hmm. right? And you're talking about the seat of the emotions and true belief, like mm-hmm. that comes from your your inner soul, your core. And I, I think that it's very jello-y. It produces something. It's very jello-y. I agree with you. It's very jello-y. But uh, the problem with producing, again, we go right back. It's like the problem <laughs> with producing is- it's, it's not that you have to produce, but you, you're admitting that something, it's like you plant a seed. You plant a seed. Absolutely. And something's got to come out. I agree. So that, that's the I, old, I, I think I my think, worry is that can be faked. That's my worry. Is they, that that can be fake? Fake. It could be faked and it could change over time. But you it could can start be. for the right reasons and then you could start doing it thinking that There's a bunch Mike, there's a bunch of religions out there. Not just Mormons but a bunch of religions that have very stringent moral like those Heaven's Gate people that I was listening to on that Heaven's Gate podcast, mm-hmm. crazy. I'm talking like crazy moral signed up for celibacy their whole life they were getting castrated they were going through all of these crazy crazy diets they were all vegetarians i mean it's like bizarre right more moral than i am right and so in no way did they get on the comet with jesus and go to heaven it just didn't happen but they thought that they didn't believe in jesus they, they believed he was in a comet it, well, he's an alien. It's a long story, but you need to go read it for yourself. <laughs> it's a long story. He's an alien. He's it's the whole alien. thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a whole thing. I guess you can say that because he's not of this world. Yeah, well, they think, <laughs> what? They think he had a spaceship. Or you think he, oh, he spa- his spaceship, spaceship was behind the comet, Mike. I mean, come oh, on. my word. But uh, I'm just saying, there's a lot of religions out there with, Jesus, like, where you go home. They, okay, what the Oh, heck? gosh. <laughs> so I think that's my problem, right, is that when we when we treat the fruit as if, like, it's just these moral law-based behaviors. Well, that can be produced in a lot of ways. Well, yeah, I know, I know you're, you're right. That yeah. It can be faked, yeah. but what if there isn't any sign of fruit? Well, Shouldn't we be concerned Then are you that? really connected to the vine? Then? Yes. That's my, that's <laughs> my concern. Yeah, I, and I agree. I'm not saying there isn't any change. Okay. I'm just saying we have to be really careful in this area because I just see that as dangerous. Plus... That's usually we're addressing the the sinful choices, not the sinful condition. So we're saying, hey, shouldn't your choices change? Shouldn't your values change? Shouldn't your behavior change? But what about for the people that are experiencing the results of sin in in ways that are more definable than we typically attribute to ourselves? So what about the guy who's got you know? Yeah, you know, depression issues. What about the guy that can't change those things? Do you see what I'm saying? They're not going to change outside of a miracle, this side of heaven. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we kind of chalk those up and we go, hey, that's going to remain. That condition's going to remain. Is that a disqualifier to 
to salvation. Heaven? No, oh. because remember, the works aren't earning your future. They are living out the identity, and some of the things in our old nature, they're not going to change. The old nature is not going to change. It's just the new nature is going to come alive. It's going to come, it's going to feed on righteousness, feed on works. Yeah, right. And you also got to think, like, there's a lot of, for a lot of Christians, like, they might be morally right in the areas that are important to them. And then there's other ones that they're going to fail, and they're just going to make excuses for those. And find something in the Bible to excuse it, or just even not admit it, or say, "Oh yeah, but wait, that doesn't count," and find a but for it every time. That doesn't mean that they're any more righteous than anybody else. They just they found this group of things that they're very passionate about, and that they want to hammer everybody down about their morality and what they should be doing. But the parts that they that they that is not important to them, they don't care about. Yeah, well, so we all pick and choose. What I'm are saying they, is this. That's what I'm saying is, is like, saying? I'm not saying I'm not. No, absolutely not. What I'm saying is that 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 person too thinks like you know that is that is morality and and obedience based, right? But there's a bunch of stuff that they're doing that is not obedient. But in their mind, they're too focused on on the on the big ones that they don't see the little ones that they're not obedient with. Does right, that I, make sense? Let me respond. Let me, let me let me take a shot at your going back to your question. I think it's a valid point, Juan. I don't want to overstep you, but I, let's go back to this question and then hit that one. So. I think your question is really valued, Anthony, because you're saying, well, what about my friend who's was a believer and then they go off the deep end and they're off living in, you know, sin and they have no care about like responding to the gospel or being following Christ or any, right. speaking his name, any of that stuff, right? So let's think that through for a moment. I, I'm not saying this explains everybody. Okay. I'm not saying my answer explains everybody, yeah. and I don't know, and I, I don't think one answer fits all. I think Absolutely. everybody's personal, yeah. you know, experience could yeah, be. I'll be honest because I've totally bought everything that you have said <laughs> with with <laughs> Romans one through six, yeah. one through five. Okay, totally you got bought. me. I'm not but saying my, this my is... stoppage point is my my doubt has always been like, okay, now what about yeah, my yeah. buddies? Well, that, that I, like, so let's not. Uh, so, yeah. I'm not discounting that there are possibilities. I'm just saying, let's look at one of the possibilities. Okay. I think one of the possibilities that explains a lot of this is what typically is the stance of most, you know, like four-part Calvinist people. Like, they're not willing to go the whole way, but they, they, yeah. they like everything but, you know, predestination or something. So, and I think their, their response to this is an interesting point and is something to be explored and is valid. It's your mostly your Baptist answer. And that's, we have to ask the question, if a person has walked away from what is true, assuming that everything about Jesus that we proclaim is true mm -hmm. and it is the only way and he is the perpetuation of sins and the forgiveness rests in his death, brown resurrection, were they really ever connected? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Were they ever And that's really what I've connected? always thought too. And, and, I just and, and really there's a place sure in the scripture that backed that up. Too. You've brought that up a number of times. They went out from us, but they weren't really of us. Do you know what I'm saying? There's this concept that we have to explore, which is when somebody behaviorally changes and walks away mm -hmm. in sub from, from submission to non-submission, we don't know what is in their hearts. We can only attest to the works and to the to the fruit and to their actions. We don't know. Right. We don't know. Right. But there are also though too in scripture it talks about where a man cleans his house right. and, and and then he goes back out and then 
more demons come back in. You know, he leaves the faith and he's filled even t- twice as bad with more demons in, in, in his life. Yeah. You know, so um, you know, I've been I've been a Christian for over 20 years, but there's been parts of my life you would have like, this guy's a Christian? I don't yeah. think so. That's an interesting Because part, I've yeah. walked away from God, everything morally that I've been taught and believed, and lived my life like, you know, now had to have I lost my salvation during that time? No. Yeah. It's a free gift. I don't think well, once you, you accept it, <laughs> you just came back a little bit. You got it back. <laughs> well, here's no, the, here's it's the, the but excellent Christian, but, but you not you don't lose a, uh, something that's freely given to you. Yeah, and and that's the interesting. I can question. lose a lot of gifts, but that's the interesting. That's a truly interesting question that <laughs> you should that spend. You can't lose that one. You need to spend a little bit of time on, and then we can come back and talk about it in a deeper way. I think what you're going to find, you'll be really hard pressed not to. What you're going to find in Scripture is all the places that we'll typically address that are losing that are like, salvation. Yeah, that are losing salvation places, or that we that we assume um, are losing salvation places. I'm unaware of any place that says you go that you can lose it and get it back. I'm unaware of any place. In fact, I'm specifically aware of a place where it says you can't. Oh, I, I, I got me one the that, Holy Spirit. Right the top of my head. What's that? Romans when you're grafted in. And then you can be grafted out. Oh, that's a different and thing. And grafted we're, we're in gonna again. Get, we're gonna get, that's, that's one. That's, no, that's context. a different that's not context. Context. No, that's no. not the nation of Israel. We're going to get back yeah, to that, that later. That's, that's them. No. For rejecting? You're really going to hate my nation of Israel stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Just you but wait. You, but you see what I'm saying? Like the, the, I, so I, I agree with you. I, I think there's a point here, and this is what I'm concerned about, about the faith issue is that we, we, we treat it like, well, if a person falls into too much sin, they're out. And so a couple things that I think we have to consider, which is the James, let's call it the James issue, right? You, you, you come to Christ 20 years ago, but you're struggling in a life, uh, a, a total arc of life of putting down an addiction, right? Well, every person I've ever known that struggles with addiction, every single person I've ever known, whether it's been alcohol or another substance or, or a behavior, has always had moments of relapse. Like I know of, I know of very few people who've done the full run, like 50 years of like, I was a 20 year drunk and then I never went back to it once. Right. Maybe there is, I don't, I know of very few, I know of no one and I'm betting, you know, of very few, everybody has moments where I think there is either weakness or they give back or they go back. In fact, I was on the phone. I'm not making this up. I was on the phone today with a person that is a part of a AA group who they just lost a young person through what they believe is overdose. And they had four relapses, mm-hmm. four relapses in her group. That's crazy. Do you see what I'm saying? And a lot of it's emotional base. A lot of it's just like life, the whole deal. And they're going, they're, they're, they're going back for their one day chip. Wow. They're literally like back to the grind. Right. And so in and alcoholics of all the people believe that. Like that that's what they believe at the core of their being. They're they're like we're they believe what Paul's saying. What I'm trying to say to you about Romans seven, six and seven is they're they're saying we're always alcoholics. There's no we don't not stop being alcoholics. We're just fighting it daily. We're we're striving. Always sinners. It. Yes. We're never gonna change being a sinner. Right. We're gonna but we're gonna try to strive to change that. Yeah. Um yeah. One thing about your friends that, that brings me up is I have friends too that were like really into the faith and then they just walked away. But what I noticed when I talk to them and the more like we talk about faith and Christ, they didn't walk away from Jesus. They walked away from religion in my cases. And it's, I have a couple that are like that. Right. So what happens is, it's like James was saying before, like they get to church 
And they're being told all these promises that if you pray enough or if you're moral enough, all these things are going to go away. And then they don't. So then they, the Jesus that they were promised falsely doesn't exist. Well, and or, let's make one more point. Because right. you make a really valid point here too. You said, I got friends that have walked away. But l- l- look at the other side. Let's be really, pull back mile high and look at it for just a moment. We don't know what's going to happen either. Exactly. Like there's a, they may live for another no, 50 true. years and we don't know what God's going to do. There's a lot of this like, you know, stuff in the Bible, raise them up in this way and they will not depart, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, there's this idea that we kind of know, like it, like we look at like a snapshot of anyone's personal present and make a judgment about their eternity mm-hmm. and God's like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know and what I'm saying? Like if you, like James is saying, you looked at me at any one time. You would think I'm in. I'm out. You gotta look at life. I'm in. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. If you look at people at at their worst, everybody's a villain. Like you gotta look at it at totality. I totally get that. But again, like one of the things that's struggling when you were saying, Mike, is that like when the gospel is being taught in its whole in in truth, it's very weird for somebody to walk away from that. Most of the times when I see people walking away, the Bible, the 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 gospel is not being taught in in that. In, in the proper way. There's always some prosperity gospel. Oh, you know, God. there's some... Let's do, a, there's some let's do work, a podcast on that. There's some work-based stuff. There's always... Get an in? You know, people don't walk out. <laughs> people don't normally... I'm not... Them. That's kind of... I'm not can I get an in? Part, no, is, can I just admit... Oh, oh God. <laughs> do it. I, it's part of my pride. I know it's wrong. Yeah. Lord, I want to want to ask for forgiveness. Five See, Holy I, I'm Father. doing this in advance knowing don't it's wrong. It, Are you ready? I know this is wrong. I hope they don't. You know? Oh, oh, yes. oh wow. Holy Marys. <laughs> I'm like, Let's hope they turn away had, from it. Let's you've had it. your reward. Let's pray for them. <laughs> okay. That's good. Is he going to do anything? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. It's so bad. Are you, though? Um, no, I, I want him to forgive me on that one, seriously. Okay, but uh, so two things. Two things to your question, right? Yep. One, I don't think we know the heart of a person, whether or not they've truly surrendered in faith or not. We're assuming that because they s- announced one time publicly or for a season publicly mm-hmm. or for years publicly, they were in. But I, I want to remind you, BTK, the serial killer, went to church and was like the head deacon in his church. So mm-hmm. like... Anybody, oh. can, anybody can say they're a Christian. <laughs> that, that, exactly. yeah. yeah, anybody no. can say they're a Christian. No. Right? It means nothing. And yeah. so we don't know what's in their heart. That's, That's number true. one. Yeah. So when they walk away, we don't know whether they were in or out. right? And number two, we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the long run is. And I'm not saying that we can only assume they were in or they were out, or they will be in or they will be out. Mm-hmm. I'm saying we have to leave that to God to some right. point. I Forget don't that. think it changes the underpinning of the gospel message that Paul's presenting, which is your righteousness rests in Christ and not in your works. You know what I'm saying? And your and your and your sanctification rests in Christ and not in your works. That I think that's the key. Yep. You know what I mean? Okay. So I like it. But so let's do the other side of the coin real quick before we go. Okay. Can't, I think the real question, and this is where I'm willing to like we, we may have to spin this off to another time and come back to it. And this is the most difficult question for the reformers, right? And the most difficult question for uh, any true searcher of scripture. Um, can a person commit true apostasy is, is the real question, right? That's, that's the real heart of the matter is can a person, assuming they are a true believer, like assuming, we don't know, but assuming they are in, right? Hypothetically speaking, can they be in 
and then reject Christ, right? And turn away. Reject Christ like in what way? Like uh, Full faith, meaning that they, they literally say, I, I used to believe that he was the way, the truth, and life. I think it's all a hoax now. I do not believe this. I will not r- respond to this. I will not live my life for this. I will walk from this and proclaim that it was all a fraud. And I think that's the question. And I think that's what, and and on that point, that's where that's a different discussion. That's not about sanctification then. That's really about apostasy. That's really about a completely different. And there's a, there's a, the head of the American skeptic society. uh, He debates Christians all the time. He used to be a believer. And he said, now, yeah. And he says, I totally, it's all a hoax. Yeah. yeah, I I get that. Yeah. And so the idea of committing apostasy, I I think that's an interesting discussion because that's really not about sanctification. That's really not about losing your salvation in or out based upon sin. That goes back to the crux of what Paul still says, because remember, he says, Christ is the culmination of our righteousness for those who believe. So what if you say, I reject, I do not believe anymore. That's the real apostasy question. And I think that's what haunts most, you know, if if you get a re- even a reform thinker in here, and I tend to drift that way, and you you give them, you know, they have a couple beers, they'll admit it. They're like, we're not sure, <laughs> we're not sure. You know what I'm saying? We we we've struggled with that one too, because there, you know, that's where you start looking and going, hey, what what does that mean? Are you saying that's impossible? I think it's possible. Yeah, and so. You know, they'll. I mean, typically the the short answer is they keep falling back on the idea. Well, they weren't really saved, but yeah. I think all and of that, us feel like we know somebody that fits into that category, yeah. and that's hard for us. Yeah, that's what I've always been taught is maybe they just yeah weren't connected to the vine to begin yeah. with, and uh, that's and maybe, what I've always kind of believed. And is that potentially so. possible? Yes, yeah. I just think like in Mike's defense on this particular one, I think all of us feel like we know somebody who was in yeah. and who is fully rejected, and it fe- it feels like it fits that category. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. It's tricky. But I could tell you, like, as somebody that, like... Do you think they can do that with just their actions and not verbally saying that? No, I, I think it all comes down to belief. I mean, well, I think it'll show, I think it'll show in their actions. Right. It'll be exposed in their actions. But I think the, the disqualifier, if it's possible, and if that's a reality, I think the disqualifier is they don't believe. Because what, remember, what... What, what if we, it's just like a happy thought for them, but they just don't truly receive the Spirit of God? It just sounds good. Oh, I think that's grace. possible. I'm forgiving. I th- is it possible that there are people out there who, I mean, obviously, obviously that is specifically what James is saying, that there are people out there who have such a shallow idea of what it means to believe that it's not real belief, right? Mm. He's dead, yeah. Yeah, he yeah they believe dead. that Jesus, like historical things, they don't really believe, you know, so much in, 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 in that they're saved. Yeah, they don't believe he's the redeeming. Oh, well, or, or they do at some level, but they're... Superficial. It's so shallow. It's very on the surface, yeah. yeah you mean so like they're in it for their fire insurance? Like, that's about it. No. Yeah, I think the the you could put it that way, too. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. yeah just, it's, a, it's a get I out just, jail free card. I, I think that the tricky part for every, for us is that we, you know, we tend to put everything on a black or a white, and there's so much gray in between that we just don't know. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, when I started coming here, I got baptized. I was on fire. I was this. I was that. And I got to a point where I was like, I don't know about this. Yeah. After, I was good. And I, I did, it wasn't that when I initially believed, I didn't believe. I wholeheartedly believed. But I got to a point that I was like, man, what's what's going on? You know what I mean? But right. I've been there. Uh, you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't I don't know. Like, 
if I lost it and got it back or, or, or whatever. Well, let's, I tell you what, but we'll, maturity we'll disable this for another day yeah. for the apostasy discussion. But I, what I would dare to say is that if you want to have the apostasy discussion, I'm totally willing to have that in a hypothetical and we can kick that around and be a lot of fun. But I think what you'll find, and I, I challenge you guys to go home and look at this. I think what you're going to find is apostasy is a one way street according to the scripture, especially in, in Hebrew. That's what it's going to start saying. It's like, Hey, you, you know, this is, can a person truly reject and stop and, and reject their faith and, and stop believing? Not the faith, not like Christian faith, but their faith, meaning that they stop believing in Christ as the redemptive one of their souls. Uh, I think there are some passages that are very tough to navigate that you couldn't help but say, well, it does sound like that's really possible here. But what's also true in those passages, it says they can't return. This is Oops. a one-way deal. Uh, that it's, they're reprobates. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their minds have been seared. <laughs> so it's not an in and out based upon works. It's based yeah, upon yeah. faith. And once that's gone, that's it. It's like, like I'm out. Arrow, like God hardened their hearts kind of thing. Is that kind of what you're saying? I don't think that happened. Like to the Galatians, I don't think that's what happened to them. I think they were just maybe deceived. No, they, I think they they're going back to works. Yeah. yeah, they wanted to go get circumcised. Yeah, they're going back to work. And, and Paul was like, and that's what he's saying. Jesus in, Christ ain't nothing. Doing it. And, and that's what he's saying in Hebrews. He's saying the same thing. He's like, no, you can't go back. What are you guys going back to? Sacrificing bulls? Are you kidding me? You can't do that. I, I think it's more than that. It's not just that. It's leaving Christ as the center of it and walking away into any workspace system or any system at all or no system at all. <laughs> Seriously. I don't know. Like, I don't know how I get it. Like I said, like, my maturity level now and my faith now, like, where I'm at with my walk, like, it doesn't matter. Like, I could talk to comfortably to atheists, you know, anybody, and it doesn't shake my faith. It doesn't, you know, but it wasn't the case when I first started. No, I think, but I think that's a normal growth pattern. Yeah. I think every, I have that in my life. I think, Thank you, because I'm sweating over here. No. Yeah, <laughs> you don't really believe me. I mean, I James, really. James just told you there are a whole section of yeah. his life that if you had took a snapshot of, you'd have said he wasn't a believer. Yeah. And I think that's true for most believers. I think most believers have a lot of undulation in their life. I mean, we talked about David, you know, a couple weeks ago. You know, you take a snapshot of a certain part of his life, and it's like, dude's an adulterous, murderer, plotter, liar. I mean, guy, but a man after God's own heart. Yeah, right? at the same time. Right. And because of that is why the grace part is the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah. Because at any given point, you could be caught in one of those. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why anything outside of grace yeah. doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit. Yeah. No, because you're going to go back to works. You're going to go back to earn it. Yeah. Okay, we got to wrap it up for tonight. Um, I want to just. Are you praying for us? What are you doing there? I'm not. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Jesus. I want to give a, your hands up. I want to give a quick thank you to our buddy James who joined us tonight. Uh, quick around the horn Danielle, Mikey, Mike, James, Juan, Anthony. and whoop, my whoop. ginger from another mother, uh, my good buddy Anthony. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. We'll see you guys soon. Yeah. Right. Peace. Yep. Better.